I'm Kevin Nikolai, and you're listening to The Perplex Pat. This week on The Perplex Pat, we have Christopher Maslon, the international bodybuilder, the model, the actor, the artist, the man of faith, and a little bit of a botany expert. Coming up next, Christopher Maslon. get started with a little pre-episode banter here. Mm-hmm. I've already tested the levels, so I think we're good. Uh, okay. All right. Welcome back to the Perplex Pad. This week on the Perplex Pad, we have Christopher. Hey. John Maslon. Ho, ho. <laughs> John, right in the middle John, of you found out. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. you're a sleuth. I sure am. Damn. He is a professor at Dejan Health and Sciences College, and he is also an international competitor as a bodybuilding <laughs> athlete and a fitness model and a voice actor. He got first place in the Usong Bodybuilding Show in 2012. He does pop art, screen printing, and is in the Dejan Art Collective. And he has an iris. Named after him. Damn, you were good. <laughs> Boy, you really dug. You're like the. Oh my gosh, what are those Secret Service people? The C. What do they call that? CSIs or whatever it is. They. they dang, I, I nobody guess. knows that. I know. I dug deep. I dug deep on you, Mister. I'm in a Daffodils Club. Oh. <laughs> I'm in trouble today. <laughs> well, you know, it's surprising because I would have thought that Christopher Maslon would have been maybe a common name. Even though I've never met a Maslon before, I thought, oh, that must be a normal name. Mm-hmm. It's normally spelled. It's easy to spell. My name, Kevin Nikolai. If you do Google me, it's very Googleable. Mm-hmm. I was surprised just how easy and Googleable you are. I didn't see any other Christopher Maslons no, come up. No. Is it just you? No, I'm going to tell you the story. Okay. Um, my last name, M-A-S-L-O-N, Maslon, is Polish. My whole entire family is 100% Polish. I've been back 200 years in our genealogy. There's been no break uh, in the Galatian genealogical line. Whoa. And my last name means butter, butter. in Polish. Yeah, wow. butter. I like and that. I had traveled to Poland, and I was looking down on the table, and there at breakfast, a little patch of butter with the word Maslon on it. I said, I'm on every table. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone ever called you butter? Yes, yeah, so I had a neighbor uh, named Don Pearson who heard about this and he just kept using it and using it and using it. Hey, Butter. Butter. There's a South Park character, I believe, called Butters. Butters. All right. I want to get started on the first thing about you because when I first met you, I think I was at like a party, Mm -hmm. maybe a a Dejan Art Collective party, and I just met you Mm -hmm. and you were showing me pictures of yourself in your underwear. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, wow, this guy guy must always feel constricted by clothes Mm -hmm. and he has to show people. I got to find an excuse to take off that shirt, right? Well, well, but it makes sense. You are a bodybuilder. You're a bit of a lifter. You do competitions. Mm -hmm. So how did you get started in that? The story goes, uh, I had come to Korea in uh, 2002, and in 2004, I didn't feel good. And then I asked my fiancé at the time, Sume, I said, something's wrong with me. And I said, I, I, I want to get a, like a medical checkup. 
And she says, I'm going to take you over to the big Catholic hospital. We went over to this big hospital. Um, the doctor checked me over, did a complete medical examination, did a blood check, cholesterol check, heart, lung, everything in the world check. Called me back and said, you're perfectly normal. Everything is perfect. Mm-hmm. He says, don't worry about anything. I said, but doctor, I said, I'm tired. I said, you don't understand. I can't even climb stairs. Mm-hmm. And he asked the question, how much exercise do you get? And I was like, X or what? <laughs> I mean, I, I never, ever right. exercise. And he says, you better start getting some exercise. I started after that walking, and then I did it all the way until I got really super cold. I remember I was walking and walking and walking and walking, and then one day I looked up and there was this health club and this guy on a treadmill and he was sweating. He was sweating. And I looked at him and said, I'm freezing out there. This guy's on a treadmill sweating. I need to be in there where <laughs> he is. And it was you know, ready to snow the next day. Right. I started going to the health club with the help of my fiance. She got me a membership, which all of a sudden I started seeing a body transformation, which then led on to meeting other bodybuilders. And then, lo and behold, uh, a friend of mine named Jimmy, that's his English name, uh, he was a friend of mine's Sankey. Sankey's best friend's name was Jimmy, because he had been to the United States. And Jimmy came over to me and said, wow, man, you're looking good. You want to go to a bodybuilding show and watch a bodybuilding show? And I went to the Dijon bodybuilding show, sat down in the audience with my camera, had no idea what to expect. All the guys came out on stage, was, was there. I was taking pictures, taking pictures, taking pictures, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the bodybuilding show, the words came out of my mouth. As I lowered the camera, I said, I will do this. <laughs> and exactly one year to the date, I was on that very stage. Wow. Yeah, and I placed third place wow. yeah, in my class. Wow. You, know, you can develop quickly then. Yeah, I'm an, I'm an ectomorph. Okay. Now, what surprises me most about that story is if is that you landed the fiance already. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're not you're mm-hmm. not you're not getting the eye candy mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to to mm-hmm. rope someone mm-hmm. in. No, no. And it, and this is the part I have to say about Sine. I met her the first week. Oh wow. I had back in the United States, uh, Dr. Ya Benson, she was a Korean neighbor of mine who had already married a white guy named Eric. Uh, she told me, she goes, ah, I hear you're going to Korea. And I said, yes. And I said, yes, Dr. Benson, I am. She goes, now listen carefully, Christopher. Don't you marry the first girl you see on that airplane. <laughs> I, told, I told my friends that I had met her 72 hours after arriving wow. in Korea. Wow. She has written in her uh, journal, her diary, that she met me five days after it was on a Sunday, so I believe her before I believe myself. Sure. I think that's good. You got to go with the written. Yeah, word. we have to get the written word because she's smarter than me. So, I wanted to take a look at some pictures. Oh God, please! Of you, <laughs> and I just wanted you to tell me what's going on in these pictures because if you if you Google Christopher Maslon, <laughs> you'll see just muscles everywhere. So this is the first one that comes yeah. out. Yeah. So you're holding two trophies in this picture. Yep, I got. You got a little sign on your undies that says yep, one forty four. There you go. What's going on in that picture? Okay. Uh, this was, uh, I believe, the 
World Body Classic uh, in Seoul, mm -hmm. out of, outside of Incheon, and 144 would have been my number for two classes. These are both third places in physique and bodybuilding. Wow, mm -hmm. very nice. In my class. You look pretty stoked. I look there. pretty stoked there. Nice, <laughs> nice hairdo, huh? Yeah, yeah I wish I could one. get that back again. That's an awesome one. Yeah. Here's another one I wanted to oh, look at. Yes. What's that one? Okay, that's the first one that you mentioned about being okay. a Wusong. Yeah, I, I, I landed first in my, my class. Boy, really shredded, Look at that, shredded, look at huh? that, yeah. Yeah, my body fat at that thing was, I think, about 4%. And I had quite a bit of competition. You you look just like a straight up model. Jack, you, you look yeah. just like the typical model you'd expect to magazines. see in any magazine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. How about that one? Oh gosh, you're really you're really <laughs> cutting me down. Oh man. Uh, I like this arms up behind the yeah, back pose. Double bicep. Yeah. The double the double bicep uh, front. Abs. And look at how many little muscles you got tucked in okay, there. Well, those, that's amazing. Those are serrations from uh, from the chest, the the back, and the abdomens together. So yeah. So you're number twenty six here. I'm uh, number twenty six. Yeah. Nice uh, uh, trunks there. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. And then okay, this, this one. was I can remember I remember this one exactly where this was. Uh, this was at the uh, the big park next to the Museum of Art. Well, this, in this one, just for our audience, we got Christopher with his arms doubled up showing the, uh, the, the classic biceps. The bicep yeah. flex, the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Great. classic. Yeah. You know what's weird about it, though, and I, I feel this way, I also have a cousin who's done this kind of thing, mm -hmm. is like when I see those muscles, I only expect Arnold Schwarzenegger's head so that I see your normal face. Your face isn't like covered in muscles. No. You know, there's something almost kind of yes. strange where it's like tacked onto that body. Yeah. You know how like coloring is even differently because you have to like, I guess, tan it or yeah, something? Yeah, that is called tan in a can. Tan and in a can. Tan in a can. And believe it or not, anyone who's listening here at your, your, your podcast will need to know that material is toxic. It is very, very toxic. It oh, man. chromium or, or like copper chromium, something or other. And they tell us immediately after the show, you get to a shower. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that material stays on your skin for three or four days. Wow. So I sleep, when after you do a bodybuilding show, you, I sleep on very special bed sheets because anything I touch will turn orange. Oh, wow. Yeah, I will stain you if I rub up against you. Huh. I just would assume you guys would use baby oil or something. Oh. How about this one? Okay, that's Philip. this one's kind of amazing. This mm -hmm. one looks like it's from a magazine. Yes, it was. Yeah, I was in I was in uh, muscle musclefood.com. Uh, this was an advertisement. We got a did. classic hands on hip, bare mm -hmm. chested, and then we got a little booty from behind oh, yeah. shot uh, with kind of a head over the shoulder. I uh, love the black and white, the yeah, lighting on nice. that. Nice. Yeah, it was a that's a beautiful that's a pro shot that was done. Um, a little bit about this. The the man who had done the article, I believe, is from Spain. He was, he was, I was contacted on the internet. I have uh, my Massillon Fitness site and he had contacted me and he said, oh, we want to have you as one of our, you know, featured muscle bodybuilders. And I'm like, why? And he's like, well, you're in the right age zone. He says, this is our, you know, targeted audience. And he says, would you be interested? I said, yeah, absolutely. So I did it. Cool. Yeah. Let's stick with another one. This oh, one, I love that yeah. one. That might be my favorite mm -hmm. artistic one. And mm -hmm. that's by, is that by Allah? It is. Okay. Yes. Yes, she is an incredible, incredible photographer. It's been an amazing journey and blessing to have met her across paths with her. And you've worked with her a bit, but oftentimes I see you wearing clothes or costumes or types yeah, of stuff in her shots. Yeah, we've done a lot of um, 
conceptual fantasy and uh, cosplay type of materials. Right, but this one's very different than her the other stuff I've seen because it looks like something you might see in a muscle magazine. Looks a little more artistic than that. Mm -hmm. But I like yeah. that one. I, I, wanted, I want to share something uh, very important that I had learned from being a bodybuilder. And my other bodybuilding friends had told me this. Uh, don't put these type of images for a Facebook thing. I had them on there. Uh -huh. And I was getting like 150, 200, you know, friend requests from people all right. over the world. And I, didn't, I was like, who are these strangers? I had talked to a good friend of mine, and she said, take those pictures off because she had hers on there. Yeah. You know, this blonde bombshell. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take your advice. And she's, she said, take those pictures off. She goes, you'll see, you'll go back to normal. As soon as I had the photographs that I had for myself advertising Christopher Maslon as bodybuilder, right? it, it went back to normal. So normal only stuff. people that, yeah, regular Facebook normalcy. <laughs> but when I had like that image up there, it was just going crazy. Like I would like look and it was my... Facebook friend request thing was literally. And I had I had that happen. I had a little viral moment where I put up something on Facebook that went viral, and I was getting the like hundreds of requests things. So I I, I could know a little bit of that. Yeah, it's kind of a like a crazy thing. Oh yeah, that's next one, one. That was the Spomax show. Why are you wearing like these long trunks? All the other ones you got the speed out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll see what this is. This is this is physique modeling, and okay. there are modeling talent agents out in the audience checking you out. They're looking for people with the look, uh, the board shorts. They're called board shorts. Okay. There is a regulation that they have. It has to be around your waist, no more than a certain uh, measurement below the belly button or waist, and it has to cover your knees. That was absolute requirement for this thing. Oh. You have to go through the seven auxiliary poses that they ask you to do and do a, a walk. And um, a lot of the guys competing are looking to get picked up by modeling agencies. Cool. That's another olive That is another olive picture. Isn't, oh, that, isn't that gorgeous? She the just black and white is just amazing. Me. And that, I think that's the kind of picture that makes me want to get more definition up here because it looks good in black and white. So to have were, like some chest definition. If there. you were inspired by this, <laughs> if you were inspired by this image, by all means, as the Koreans would say, da da wa, follow me, you know? What's this picture? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have this picture of Christopher where it looks like he's about 17 years old. <laughs> no. I was... Um, 25? No. 34. 30, man, you have a young face. Yeah, that was taken by Dr. Ricky Jam. Uh, he is a Philippine... Uh, doctor's from the Philippine, and he is also an OBGYN. Uh, he delivers babies for a living. And this does not look like a bodybuilder. This is just no, a nice a, guy a in a cafe. That's a regular, just us, Christopher, happy-go-lucky... <laughs> Sweetie pies, <laughs> sweetie pies, chubby cheek looking guy. And did did that one modeling thing with the did the one that where they're looking for models did that pan out for you a little bit? Did someone pick you up for that? Because you did say you've done some modeling. Okay, this is where we were kind of talking about this last night yeah. uh, before this I cast here. The story goes um, on Facebook. There was a modeling agency up in Seoul called Platinum Modeling Agency. Mm -hmm. And they were looking for 40s, American, male, and muscles. They okay. were just like this. I never saw the advertisement. I never saw anything. A friend of, um, a friend of both Ala and I's, her name is Sozetta. Um, she's a, a Russian-Ukrainian um, lady who lives here. She has a, a Korean husband. Uh, saw the ad, and she put my name in without even asking permission. Without wow. even asking permission, 
Uh, and then I woke up in the morning with a message saying, hello, this is Platinum Mullet Agency. Um, you were tagged, and we want to know if you'd be interested in doing this. Oh, cool. And what it led to was I had did a television commercial with uh, Lee Sung-jae, who is one of the most famous um, TV actors. He's in his late 70s now. Okay. But I mean, I realize how incredible this was. I did one TV commercial with him, and then I was also, that also led a little bit later on to other gigs, but I also did a um, movie. It was a, um, the movie is called The Spy Who Went North, or okay. Gong Jack, as Koreans know it. It's a dark, dark, dark movie okay. about a spy who uh, infiltrates a North Korean, uh, North, um, sorry, a South Korean man who pretends to do business up in North Korea, and I'm in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Mm. I'm in there for a grand total of three seconds. However, <laughs> my brother-in-law said, uh, he says, three seconds in a major motion picture is quite a bit of time. That's, he says, that's like a million dollars a second yeah. with what they're budgeting, so you're three million dollars <laughs> yeah, right three, there. I'm worth three mil. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And you said you've done some voice actor. Yes, I have. I've, I've done voiceovers for a Jason Health and Sciences College. I did a bit of voiceover for an advertisement for international relationships. And I have a book that's been printed about the history of music. It was done right here in Daejeon, huh. where I literally sat with a microphone in front of me, and there were thousands and thousands and thousands of dictionary um, musical terms, which I had to say wow. from A to Z. It took two days. Oh my God. It was about six or seven hours, and you can actually hear in the recording my voice going down and down. <laughs> it starts off like this, A, absence, uh, abysmal, you know, it's like all of these, right. you know, all the words, B, bassoon. And then give us your, give us your Z. What oh, did they get? Oh, like, Z, <laughs> Z, you know, something, X, xylophone. It was really, I got paid really well to do that. But it was fun. I, I heard about like the lady who did Siri's voice or one of those Alexa voices or whatever, and just like it was like she said it was like three weeks, eight hours a day, just like crazy the amount yep. of like words she had to read. It was I had I, I read a whole entire musical dictionary. That's nuts. Yeah, two days, two days of in a, in in a, with a microphone in my face, and the guy was behind the glass, and he's like he would point like up, raise your voice, lower your voice, or he'd go like like this, I'm using my hands in two different directions, but he would like uh, make the intonation from the sound, you know, stretch it out. But I got paid really well, and I was like, I walked out of there and I was like, oh man, this is, but I have a CD, I have the book, the book is available in bookstores. Mm -hmm. uh, you can actually go to any bookstore and you can get it. And uh, in the back of the book is the CD, and it says, you know, um, what do they call that? The moderator or, or narrator? Narrator, yeah, yeah. Christopher Maslon. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I thought that was really pretty fancy pants. Pretty fancy, fancy, fancy. Speaking of fancy pants, I want to move on to the next part of your life, Renaissance oh, man. As the as the artist. Oh, okay. As the artist, you do these screen prints, you do these beautiful pop arts, and you've been doing like kind of these mini models. I love the little like two-headed piglet <laughs> image <laughs> art thing okay. at our last thing. Okay. So how did you get into art? How, right. how, how did that part of your life start? How, how am I an artist? Uh, the story goes uh, that in, I was born in 1972. Um, by the time I was about five years old, um, my mom and dad had, were, were renovating uh, our home. We have, a, we have a home in Massachusetts. It's 192 years old 
this year. Whoa. So it was built in 1824. And uh, there's a, an off part of this home, of the house. And it was originally a church, okay? This, uh, we, were, we were living in a converted church. And the, the side room uh, off of our living room was a playroom at the time. Mom gave me a box of eight colors of the Crayola crayons, and she would just leave me in there to play with my toys and stuff like that while she was making dinner. And I found the black crayon and I found the purple crayon and I drew all over the walls. <laughs> and I knew when she walked in the door to check on me, she was like, <gasps> and then she didn't yell. She did not yell. Uh, when my father came home from work, she goes, Lou, she says, your son is destined to be an artist. And goes, what are you talking about? Goes, poke your head in there. And he's like, oh my gosh, I was gonna cover all that up. But they didn't. Uh, they left oh, wow. it, yeah, they didn't. So they left it up for like a long time. Huh. And um, all through kindergarten, all through middle school, elementary school, it was the only thing that I excelled in. Right. Mathematics, all every other subject was just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, not comparison. So as a designer and whatever, I found myself as the words that my mom said, I was destined to be one. Right. By the time I got to high school, you know, you look at your report card and it's like A plus art, math, D minus, history, C minus. It is like it was like this type right. of thing. And the high school teacher, his name was Bill Devine, said, Christopher, you're gonna do wonderful if you want to go to art art school. I applied to several schools. I applied to RISD in Rhode Island, because I'm from Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. I applied to um, another school in Boston, the Boston Art School. And one of th the third school I applied to was called Columbus College of Art and Design in Ohio. Okay. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I right. sent my portfolio to CCAD, Columbus College of Art and Design. Yeah. Two weeks later, I got an envelope in the mail my mom and dad went home that day. I remember walking in the kitchen, seeing the envelope with my name on it. Opened the envelope and it said, um, CCAD is awarding you a $12,000 scholarship. Wow. And I just, my mom says, you're going. Yeah. You're going. So I went the farthest away in my high school. I found out where a lot of my high school friends um, had gone to. They all directly stayed in Massachusetts or Connecticut. Right. And then I ended up going the farthest away. Got to Which was foreshadowing for your future mm -hmm. life. My future life. Yeah. I was traveling more and more vastly. Yeah. Huh. That's real. That's really cool. Yeah. And then, and then, when did you start getting uh, focusing on like screen prints and pop art and that sort of stuff? Ah, the 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 Warhol connection. Yeah. Warhol connection. I was in high school and I met a girl by the name of Mary Joan Roberts, and she had loved me as an as an artist, and we were really cool. She was like my first first goth type of friend. You know, she had the black lipstick on in high school and everything like that. And we loved alternative music. 120 minutes on MTV and all these really cool alternative things. And one day she had mentioned about a, an artist by the name of Andy Warhol because she loved a band called Duran Duran. You know, sure, Duran, sure, Duran, sure, Duran. sure. So Andy Warhol was connected to Duran Duran. And so I had never, I didn't know who Andy Warhol was. Oh, wow. At the age of like, you know, 16, 17 years old. Got into uh, art history 
uh, class that Bill Devine had opening because we're going to look at some slides. It was only like five kids in this art history course. This is the days of um, it was a projector and it was like a ring and the slides were in a circle. Oh, and I remember those. Sure, little sure. slide would drop oh, down yeah. and take it. And he was like, "Okay, let's look at this artist. Okay, let's look at this artist." And I remember fireworks going off in my <laughs> head when it said Andy Warhol, 100 soup cans. I, I was like, Mr. Devine, who is this? And he's like, you sound so surprised, Christopher. I'm like, he goes, you don't know who Andy Warhol is? I'm like, no. And he, he's like, yeah, he's like the most famous artist of the 20th century. Yeah. And I would spend the next, what, 30 plus years of my life, you know, researching him. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I'll, I'll have something more interesting to share about that hopefully later good deal yeah um yeah i really i really love the screen printing thing and i love uh, i love that technique and it's uh you kind of use a mesh there on that how's, mm -hmm. how's it done okay it is a polysynthetic fabric that is stretched over a wooden frame and you apply an, a, a blue emulsion over it which is like a 35 millimeter camera film when light is projected after it and there is a black silhouette on top of it, anything that was not projected with the light will wash away. Okay. So that's how you, you create a negative. Right, right. And then you that's how you create a positive. Okay. So silk screening is, it's been around for centuries, you know, because the, the Chinese were the first to uh, develop it. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. I want to go back a little bit to this big surprise. For me, the biggest surprise of my day, looking you up, was that there's a friggin' Irish name. <laughs> there is an Irish called the Maslon. Yeah, it's a Maslon Irish. Yeah. So what what is the story behind your botany background and your daffodils okay. and all this club? This this is going back this pretty is, far. You are really digging I'm, into I'm my digging mind. I'm digging into your deep history here. Not, I not only have a uh, degree in design, but I have lived my whole entire life in horticulture, agriculture, and floriculture. Uh, when you point to a tree, a flower, a shrub, a bush, I can tell you its taxonography. I can tell you the family that it belongs to, wow. the genus. Um, you have to teach Beatrice because she likes that. Does she like stuff. flowers? She's interested in like trying to figure out what those things are. It's my my wife and I will will walk, and my daughter will often say, "She goes, Daddy, what is this?" And I'll say. Uh, no, I'll tell the, the common name and I will tell the scientific name. Whoa. And when I came to Korea, it was really exciting because it was like a whole entire new world right. for me. But uh, going backwards, uh, the iris was named after me by a woman by the name of Dr. Ginny Spoons. I ended up in, I think it was Vir the state of Virginia during an iris international hybridization conference. So once a year, people from all over the world come together and they have these iris shows where they bring the latest cultivars that they have created, new developments, and put all these flowers out for showing. These conferences last about two or three days. And we went there. I was to the right of me at a table was a lady by the name of Dr. Jimmy Spoons, and to the left of me, a lady by the name of uh, Jody Nolan. And we were sitting down and we were having a spaghetti dinner uh, during the conference. I remember Jody excusing herself. She used the bathroom, came back, uh, and I was sitting there talking to Dr. Spoons. And Dr. Spoons says, you're awfully young to be here with us. <laughs> the average age of the person there was about 65 to 70 in the right, 80s. Right. And here I was like, you know, in my 20s. Right. And she goes, 
what what drives you? She, you know, what? And I started talking the lingo. She's like, oh my goodness. She says, you know more about this than, and then, you know, so she says, by the way, she says, I have an iris that is uh, just a number right now from my hybridization collection. And I said, oh, really? How wonderful. And she, and then, but at that time, Jody had come back from the bathroom and I said, oh, where is the bathroom? She goes, oh, just around the corner. I said, excuse me, I'll be right back. I left the table, I used the bathroom, I came back, and now Dr. Spoons was gone. And Jody was sitting there and she was looking at me like this, and she's gonna name a flower after you. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I says, this is an honor, mostly given to people that have passed on, you know, like right. Mar the Marilyn Monroe's, the Elvis Presley's, right, right, they all right. have roses and flowers named after them. But in this case, it is true. Wow. I have an, I have an iris species named after me. The Maslon. And it received a silver medal in the um, British International Iris showings and several other things. It is very quick to multiply. Mm -hmm. So people like got samples of this rhizome all over the world. And I said, wow. do, you have a do you have a piece of Maslon in your collection? They're like, oh yeah, it's great, we love it, it's great. I was like, yeah, do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. That's the first thing I would say if I was introducing myself to people. Hi. I'm Christopher Maslon. Hi, I'm Christopher Maslon. As in, as, as in the I, iris. As in the iris <laughs> cultivar. I love that. And it's been out since 2000. So it's been in cultivation for 21 years. So I want to I wanna, uh, take a, a quick commercial break here. Okay. Because this podcast has been brought to you by You Undies. We are, they're the competitor to Me Undies. But they're you undies, because we take them off you, and we put them on our customers. Thank you, you undies. Okay, yeah. back to the podcast. I need to get me some of those undies. Yeah, they're pretty good. You no. could be, you probably be a model I could be for models with the undies. The yeah. you undies people. Yeah, you undies. You undies. Contact Christopher. Christopher. All right. Um, next, I want to jump into this great honor that you've recently been given. Okay. Because I saw you in the Dejon International's um, Community Center's magazine. Oh my gosh, Kevin! Where and have you, you? How do you I've know been all, all this stuff? I've been all over you. I've been all over you today. This you. <laughs> oh my gosh! When I go home, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell Sune. But you, you have an important role in Dejon, right? Yes, now. I do. Um, I have been um, elected to City Council. Amazing. Yeah, and my university, Dejon Health and Sciences College, the president received a letter. They were looking for foreigners and they wanted to recommend foreigners for this position. And there was 15 open slots. Right. So I am the only American. Wow. And one of the qualifications was uh, they needed to have lived in Korea more than 10 years plus speak Korean. The meetings were only in Korean and we had to bring something creative to the table. And they set everything up for me. They did the application, the resume, the, the photographs. Wow. They pulled up my files sent it in and I got a message saying, we'd like you, would you accept this position? I said, yeah, okay. Wow. <laughs> you're kind of like the mayor for oh, me. Uh, <laughs> you're the mayor of Asia. Okay, there's more, <laughs> there's more than 18,000, uh, I think there's like, according to 18,000 uh, foreigners living in Dijon. 18,000. 18,000. More than, more and than. you're our ambassador. You're an and ambassador. I'm the, I'm the ambassador. So basically wow. we were helping, we're helping foreigners get driver's licenses, um, where to deliver babies, uh, if you have problems getting housing, um, 
where to learn Korean language, how to cook Korean food, how to assimilate yourself into Korean culture. Cool. Yeah. So this we're how we're creating programs for uh, free dental, free medical, eye examinations, all kinds of stuff. That That's incredible. Can you do something about the cigarettes everywhere? That's, mm, that's my big problem geez. with our neighborhood. They're just. Dark. But but speaking of this, I want to I want to jump on that because you said you have to speak Korean mm -hmm. to be to yeah. be uh, one of these uh, elected city council members. Yeah. And you're a bit of a polyglot, right? I am. You got four languages? No, my gosh. More? No, 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 no. I thought you had English, Korean, Polish, and Spanish. No, 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 no. But I you do know. I, do know I knew I know some Spanish. Okay. I do I know some Spanish. I took I took Spanish before. Um, they, the Polish, everything I know is dirty, because <laughs> I was raised in the Polish family, and everything they spoke was curses or, you know, something that was really, mm, you didn't want to, it's nothing you can't use on the street, you know, it's like something, uh, of course, English and, and Korean as the right. most, most intense language. Right. What is, what is the language of the household? My household? Yeah. Oh, when daddy comes home, it's English. When daddy is gone, it's Korean. Okay. Okay. That's what I. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Okay. And you know, what? I listened to. I saw you were already. This isn't your first podcast. You were on Settlers of Soul. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. Which I thought was funny yeah, because it's supposed, it's, only, only, yeah, it's supposed to only. Yeah. It's supposed to be only people from Seoul. Seoul. And you're not even. I'm from not even Seoul. from Seoul. See. And the um. <laughs> let me. Let me. Let me think of. His name, he was, um, he had a very unusual name, like uh, Derek or something. He, uh, he contacted me because we had met at a bodybuilding show. And he's right. like, dude, he goes, wow, I like you. You're, you're a friendly guy. And, you know, I wanted to interview you. Are you interested? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. You must have stuck out at that bodybuilding show. It's like, <laughs> as a foreigner, I'm thinking, there's not many. There's not many of them around. I will. Share one thing that I know I'm going to regret for the rest of my life. Okay. Um, <laughs> Wait was, a minute. This should be good. This is this. Is, I'm going to regret this for the rest of my life. <laughs> I got on stage um, during the Wu Song the Wu Song show here, and I had done it not only a double bi bicep pose, I had f flexed my um, flexed my my lats, and then I had turned around, uh, and then slightly moved my gluteus maximus. <laughs> so I can move them, into, I can move my chest, I can make my right. chest dance, and I can make my glutes dance too. Wow. And I, I know that's not something you, That's proper. a special kind of twerk yeah, right so there. I, I so I moved them, but they were ever so slightly. I didn't realize that one of the judges, out of the five judges, spoke English. Uh -huh. He took me, after we got access to the stage, he got up from his seat, went around the back, and he grabbed my hand, he goes, you best glute, be, no, best hip in show. <laughs> I'm like, you're myself, there's a, like, there's a pile of guys here. He said, you best hip in show. We became good friends, and then through him, I became a bodybuilding judge. Wow. And I have a certificate in doing. So are you, are you moving more to a judge work now? or? I did uh, three shows in Seoul. Oh, wow. I, yeah, I did three shows in Seoul. Uh, it's called ICN, I Compete Naturally. Wow. So he was the, uh, his name is Mr. So, and he was the one who grabbed me and says, you got a good hip, but he's been in magazines, on television, commercials, right. he's done all kinds of crazy stuff. And just having him stay friends was, right. was a blessing in disguise. That's wonderful. That's true. 
That's really cool. I love that. You also worked for Habitat for Humanity? I did. Nice. Yes. We, um, they built homes and they... Did you meet Jimmy Carter? No. <laughs> wow. Would I like to meet Jimmy Carter? I've met a lot of other famous people in my life. Oh, yeah? I've met a lot of other famous Let's people. Let's name drop right now. Okay. Uh, Throw them out. One, okay. two, three. Do you know the artist Robert Rauschenberg? I've heard of Rauschenberg. But he's the one with the goat with the tire around its okay, stomach. Gotcha. Okay, I met him before he passed away. Uh, Roy Lichtenstein. Okay. I've met That's a good um, one. Lou Ferrigno. Mm. I've met the author Tasha Tudor. I've met Marty Barrett from the Boston Red Sox. I had met uh, Fonzie. What was his name? A oh, that guy. Uh, what was Fonzie. His? Fonzie, what is... Oh, man, he... Uh, yeah, mm. I know who you're talking about. I'm blanking on it now. Yeah, I'm blanking on it, yeah. That reminds me, I need to do another quick commercial break. Okay. Because next week on the Perplex Pack, we have Janet Jackson. I'd like to apologize to Janet Jackson, who's been bumped over the past two weeks. But uh, it'll be her, her and her um, collaborators, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, and they'll be talking about their first album, Control, from 1984, I want to say. Janet Jackson. Okay, back with Christopher. Hmm, I'm trying to find out who was the <laughs> Arthur Herbert Fonzarelli, also known by Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler, of Henry course. Henry Winkler. I love his work in Arrested Development. I was Henry Winkler. Of, I met Henry, Henry Winkler. Winkler yeah, I met Henry Winkler. I've, there's a lot of other people that I've met. And I'm just going to throw this out and see if you get this. Okay. I was talking about Andy Warhol before. I was six feet away from Andy Warhol. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. All I got is like Janet Reno and oh, Chuck. Really? Chuck Berry threw his guitar pick at me. I've seen Chuck Berry in concert. Wow, you got hit by a. I got hit in the hand by his guitar pick, and Damn. I'm so upset that I didn't catch it. Didn't catch and then you it. Framed in glass. I know. Wow. It was rough. Yeah. One last thing I want to talk about is Christopher Maslon, Man of Faith. Yes, I am. Because yes. you know, I I don't think I've had many Men of Faith. In the booth with me. Yes. So yes. you might be my first man of faith. So I wanted to talk about, you want to talk about your faith my, and what gives you life yes, and all right. why, what it means to oh, you. Oh my gosh. I'll, I'll probably, this is very exciting for me. Um, I am a born again, non denominational Christian. Okay. And the first thing when people bump into me is they're like, why are you happy all the time? You're always like a giggly type of guy. And it's extremely rare to see me, you know, come down or be upset. And so when I, do come down with my dad and say, this is a rare moment, so I don't want you to see me like this. I was in Columbus, Ohio, and a girl by the name of um, uh, Drews, her, her last name was Drews, uh, she came up to, to me and she said, hi, you don't know who I am. She says, but I saw you on campus. And she goes, I have been praying for you. And I was like, get away from me, you <laughs> religious weirdo. Get away from me. And I saw her again. And then she says, oh, hi, how are you? And I was like, oh, no, here she is again. This nutty nut, you know, this nutty nut girl coming up to me again. And I says, she goes, uh, I said, look, I says, can you, like, just leave me alone? I was in the sculpting studio. Her name was Paige. Paige Drews. Paige mm. Drews. P -A -G. There it goes. I couldn't remember the first name. Paige. P-A-G. Paige Drews. And she came up to me the third time I was in the sculpting studio. She goes, by the way, she says, I just wanted to ask you if you wanted to come to our church. And I said, look, I, 
I don't know who you are and why you're bothering me and whatever your religious nuttiness is. I said, just leave me alone. I said, oh, you know what? If I come to your church, will you promise to leave me alone? She goes, yeah, absolutely. The day was April 17th, 1992. I went to a huge uh, church in Ohio called the Vineyard. It's like a stadium? Big church. It was okay. like, like a it was, mega church. It was like, yeah, there was like 2,000 people. It was like a conscious stadium. It was, it, it was so amazing. I walked in there. Um, the pastor's name was Rich. Richard. Uh, Rich, Richie or Richard? He was giving a thing, and in the middle of his sermon, he said, I'm going to do an altar call, and anyone who wants to come forward, please come forward. And I was so, something happened there that it was just supernatural and I was magnetically pulled up front and uh, there was just people just kneeling and he says, um, give your life to Christ. And uh, it was the greatest moment that, I tried to deny it, I tried to say this never happened, I was caught up in the moment. No, it is, I, I uh, Jesus is Lord, and I am a true believer, a Bible beater. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a regular man. I mean, right. I still have my problem days. I swear. I mean, I have any other problem, but now it's all different. Right. And, it, you know, my life is, I see life now as forgiven, and we have a sovereign God who is taking care of everything. And he wins in the end. He wins in the end. And do you have a church you like in Deja? I, I was going to a ministry uh, here in Dijon next to Time Work Galleria. And at the moment, uh, I am not going there because of the COVID. Right, right. So I, we started watching a program on television, um, Pastor Jensen. Mm -hmm. And he, um, Jensentine Jensen is his name, JJ, Jensentine mm -hmm. Jensen out of Georgia of all places and I watch him and I love 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 his sermons. Oh cool. Yeah, he's American. He broadcasts on uh, the uh, Christian network here. Huh. My brother is a, a priest, my older brother John. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that I can like now just kind of watch mm -hmm. and tune in and go. Oh, there, watch he is. there is my there, there he is. He is. He's doing okay. He's got that whole pronunciation thing down pretty good. Yeah. It's it's a <laughs> It's an art. It's yeah. an art to give the message. It's got to reach people. You're taking you're taking the word of God, the Bible, and delivering it to the people. Mm -hmm. You know, making making the 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 word sink in. And and is that it did it was was a uh, part of your faith like part of how you met Sune or something? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. She's yeah. she's a holy roller too. Yeah, um, yeah. That's how we met. We met in a church here in. Uh, Dejan, actually, I, I, before we, before you should set the the scene of how I got here. Sure. I was living on Ohio State University campus in uh, two thousand two. My life was kind of coming to a, uh, a closure because I had gone from job to job to job to job to job to job, and just like I had an art degree and I was going nowhere. My last job that I had was. Uh, working for um, Ohio uh, Ballet Company doing costuming. Cool. Yeah, I designed costumes. Wow. I designed I designed ballet costumes for. I designed for Dracula. Oh, man. We should get you Jude, in our oh, play man. productions with the Rushwater oh, players. Oh, it's it's it was, it's been amazing. But I did like Romeo and Juliet, um, 
And the one thing with costumers though is you have to pay them. You can't you can't do volunteer no, costumers. You've you got need to, to pay them. Work. So whenever I've whenever I've worked in like volunteer plays, there's two people get paid: costumer, mm -hmm. set guy, mm -hmm. everyone else. You're working for free. <laughs> free. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, I worked for I, it was it, the company was called Ballet Met. Cool. And, and I worked I worked for a man by the name of David Nixon, very well known in the ballet world. Ballet Met was the fifteenth largest ballet company in the United States. And once my job there ended, uh, I then worked for a department store called Kohl's. And I realized. Oh, I know Kohl's. My mom's a big fan. I, I love it. I love it. And if you guys want to be a sponsor, Coles, just contact the Perplex Pad, and we'll try to set it up. Yeah, we'll set you up for some good stuff there. <laughs> I had remember the day that it happened. I was standing in front of the cash register. I was a checkout dude, you know. Mm -hmm. I put my hands on both sides of the cash register. There was nobody. We were very slow that day. It was just, just, just after my birthday in January. I was born the last day of January. Uh, so on the like after the thirty first or February or something like that, I put my hands on both sides of the cash register and I I, I looked at the cash register and I just said, God, I said I am so grateful and thankful for everything that I have and this last job and blah blah blah. And it was so sincere. It was I was talking to myself and I, I the next day an email pops in on my roommate's laptop, which we were all simultaneously losing. It was five guys of us using his laptop. He was the only one in the house that had a laptop. And I went into my email, and it said, a message from Dr. Joseph Lee, who was my neighbor, just two houses down, teach English in Korea. I'm like, oh, what is this spam? You know, click that off, right? Mm -hmm. Three days I suffered. Three days I could not sleep. Three days I thought about that message and it burning and burning wow. and burning and burning and i picked up the phone call and i just called and I said, i said hi joseph it's christopher i have a question what was that email you sent out to all of those people and he goes he goes you're the one you're the one christopher you're the one you're the one his wife and him uh, his wife and her uh, his his wife and he believed that the first person to call them was the person that they had been praying about to go to this, oh, wow. this job. And I said, no, 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 no. What is the job about? What are you talking about? Like, dude, you come over for pizza, kimchi. You come over, Cuba. You go, I'll see you in five minutes. What the? <laughs> I packed up my stuff, got dressed, went over to the house. He had four daughters who played violin. They serenaded me with little violins. And I walked through the door. Wow. I walked through the door and I was like, Joseph. Uh, hi, nice to meet you. And his 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 wife Grace came out. She goes, Christopher, you're the one. You're the one. You're going to Korea. And I said, I'm not going anywhere. I says, I got a job. I've got two cars. I've got a house. I says, Look, you, you don't know what you're saying. And she's like, No, 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 no. We believe you're the one. They were pushing the plane ticket into my chest, going, Here, you take this plane ticket. If you don't want, if you don't want this, you just go one week. You know, like you come home one week. You. I called my parents and I said, Mom, are you sitting down? Yeah, what's wrong, kid? <laughs> my neighbors are offering me one week in South Korea for free, completely paid, with room, service, blah, 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 to stay at another person's house for a week. If I don't like it, I can always come back home. It's to teach English overseas. She goes, what? 
are you insane? <laughs> for paying for a free vacation? I'm like, yeah. She goes, take it, Christopher. You don't like it. Yeah. Whatever. I quit my job. Nice. Within 30 so days. So long, Coles. So long, Coles. Within <laughs> 30 days, miracle upon miracles was happening. Yeah. Within 30 days, I was lock, stock, and barrel. I was. I arrived here on March 31st. What year? 2002. Wow. And the first year went by like that. It was like yeah. I was nine months. It was a nine, nine month stint stint at a uh, all boys school called Meister, which is a technical school. I didn't get enough. I was like, it was during the World Cup. I mean, like, oh yeah, it was just too much of fireworks going off and free food at restaurants and Tehamingo Karate. I caught just caught up in the assignment. Asked Mr. Kim Dong Kwan, who was the teacher at the time, I says, do you want me to stay another year at dinner party? Just a few days prior to me leaving. Right. And he goes, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. Are you serious? For him, he didn't have to go back to the international office. He didn't have to do another foreigner. He didn't right, have right. to do a visa. He didn't have to go through all the blood check and all the other crazy stuff that every time a foreigner right, came. Right. right. We would have to process it. He yeah. was the one in charge of it. He goes, really? I was like, yeah. He goes, why well, tell all the teachers? <sighs> I've stayed at the job for three years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I stayed at the job for three years. That's incredible. Yeah. It's an amazing story. Yeah. You, you have like so many, you have fingers in so many different things in your life. You've had a hell of a life. Underline that. And I'm going <laughs> to say that I have lived an extremely, extremely colorful life. Yeah. And if, if I were to die tomorrow, I'd be happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from coming to Korea and um, doing something, I'd always wanted to travel. Right. I'd always wanted to travel. Korea became my one, two, my third country. Uh, so after, after United States was Canada, after Canada was Japan, after Japan was Korea. And I have been to 44 wow. different countries. My wife has been to 28 with me, and okay. my daughter has been to 14. Wow. Yeah, half of 28 was half of 28 was 14, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's been to 14. So wow. Yeah, we've been. So no time wasted there. I, lo I love that aspect too of yeah. getting to take my daughter to all these different countries. Be, over here. Yes. So be amazing. And, and you know, can I turn the table on sure, you? Sure, sure. Let's do a little switcher. Okay. Now you have one daughter and I have one daughter. True. Okay. And do you find her just she's like you can just like when you're like gonna go somewhere like Jeju Do or something like that, it's just like you grab and go, right? You know, you sure. just say, Come on, B and just do 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 out the door. Yeah. But if you had, say, two more children. Right. Three more children, how often would you be traveling? Right, yeah, it makes exactly. it and then it gets expensive quickly. Exactly. All those plane tickets. Yeah. You are also an actor. True. And you do acting. Guilty. And, uh, for those who are listening in <laughs> to this this podcast, this is how I met Kevin. Uh, formerly, I was invited to a performance that he was doing. Now, I know Kevin to be an extremely <laughs> gentle and shy person. And I look at you as a cross between. Um, forgive me for this one. I sure. Hope this is not going Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Okay. Uh, the Fair. The Riddler. Okay. From Batman and a bit of Jim Carrey, all sure. mixed in together. Interesting. He did play the. He did play he the. He did Riddler. play the. So you kind of got two Jim Carrey's. Okay, in I got there. two Jim Carrey's in there. But you can get the the the, the combination for sure. for you. 
I'll take that. That's I was fine. sitting very silently in yeah. the, the audience, and then he came out, and I was like, okay, there's Kev. And then it just, it, I was blown away. I said, wait a minute, that's not the same, that's not the <laughs> same quiet, shy, you know, little right. guy. I mean, we've seen you in multiple performances, sure. so we see you as acting. And, and, and for yourself, you, you said, oh, you have so many different things that you, all your fingers are in different pies. Well, I'm going to say the same thing about you. <laughs> you are like a Delta. You have, sure. you've got so many incredible um, things in your life that you can do. It's sure. so hard to pick just one, isn't it? Yeah, it I've is. I've seen you do puzzles. I've seen you do, uh, oh my goodness gracious me. One of the things I wanted to say was when you were doing these exotic quiz things that I've often tried to do on Facebook. I'm like, Kevin can be a multi-millionaire producing these things because the people that are walking through the airport would pick up these puzzle books to take on the airplane for a 13-hour flight. You and know, I'm, I wonder, yeah. I should, I'm thinking to I myself, really, the Quizzler. I should really get those going. Nikolai Quizzlers. Amazon. Yeah. I know. Independent I know. press. I tell you. It's, yeah. You are so built for that. And I'm baffled how your mind works I, I can't figure you out because I'm like how does he come up with these amazing little tree like formations and then you also put in the drawing skills well you, you know you've got it right? I know I know you've switched the, you've turned the tables mm -hmm. on me but I think you we're gonna have to wait for oh no for this for the no. for the Christopher Pad no podcast no when we get into Kevin but this was an amazing <laughs> little adventure with you, a walk Thank through you. your we life. We just got the tip of the iceberg. I feel like I, I feel like Groucho Marx. This <laughs> is your life. This is your life. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for My joining pleasure. me. My pleasure. What this an was honor. A lot of fun. What an honor it is to be. This was unexpected and completely. Uh, thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, and we'll see you next week on the Perplex Pad. I'd like to thank our guest, Christopher. Christopher Maslon, that was simply the best episode ever. I mean, I hate to shame all my previous guests, but you just weren't quite as good as Christopher. Thank you so much for bringing the magic. And I'd also like to say a special shout out out there to all my fans in the United Arab Emirates because according to my numbers here, I'm blowing up there. So here I come, Abu Dhabi. It's not just Heidi and my mom listening anymore. All right, I'll see you next time, next week. If it's the Perplex Pad, it's me. And please, please, please be a woman. All right, bye.